Yo, counterattack podcast with myself, Daps. Yeah, guys, man, it's um, it's been a it's been a while. Check the levels on this mic. It's been a while, couple of weeks since I've put out a podcast, and um, you know, I've had to, I've had to reply to a load of DMs, messages, and tweets and stuff like that. Oh, let me just get comfortable. Um. Yeah, but you know what? It's been going on four years, the podcast, and we've released every single week, pretty much. So, um, three and a half years, I think. Is it four years now? I don't know if it's been four years. I don't actually know. But anyway, yeah, we've released pretty much every week without fail. So, like, the last couple of weeks, we just needed to just have a little break. But we're back. And um, I wasn't even going to start recording until next week or the week after, but... Obviously, in the, um, what do you call it, the aftermath of the Euros, I thought, you know what, let me give it to them. Let me just quickly do something last minute, hence why there's no one else here. So before we get into it, guys, I'm going to need you to like, share, subscribe, all of that. Like, just, yeah, I'm going to need all of that because at the end of the day, there's loads of stuff coming. Loads of interviews in the studio as well, not on Zoom. We're going to have some Zoom as well for those that can't make it to London. Um, going to be loads of podcasts, loads of added little bits of content. So that's going to be our part. But for you guys, I need you to just just blitz the subscribe buttons, the follow buttons, um, follow us on the Instagram, follow us on the Instagram. Why do I keep saying the Instagram? Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, subscribe, leave comments, share everything. So, um, yeah, so that we can just continue to give the best content and also just, um, you know, get more people involved and more people sharing it and seeing the content. Because I know this content definitely deserves the best in terms of views, engagement, everything, because it is the best content. Anyway, um, yeah, man, guys, the Euros happened. And um, I don't even know where to start. You know what? Let's start with the negative stuff. Let's start with the negative stuff. So, obviously, England um, come out of the tournament on Sunday, lost to penalties against Italy. I think it was, what, they lost 3-2 maybe? Um, and um, Sancho, Saka and Rashford have all missed their penalties. So, I think I speak for a load of people when I say that as soon as he missed, as soon as they missed, sorry, we all knew what was going to happen. We all knew that come tomorrow, the headlines, you know, or not even the headlines, but the racial slurs and the racism, it's all going to happen. It's all going to kick off. So I'm not even surprised by it. I think it's times like that that make me, you know, because I was one of those that, Historically, I don't really support England. I don't really support the, like, the English football team because of, not even because of the football, but just because of some of the stuff that they keep up with. So the media um, and their headlines towards the players, you know, the fans, you know, like, like the fans booing players and the fans, you know, being racist towards that. Like, I don't like that sort of stuff. So it, it kind of leaves a bit of taste in my mouth when it comes to supporting England because... In everyday society, there's always reasons shown why, you know, we don't 
belong here, let's just say. So, but yeah, those are my reasons. But this year, well, I still had the same kind of stance, but it was one of those where I genuinely didn't mind if they won because I liked the team. Like, it's a good team for once. There's actually good, good players. And, you know, the manager, even though I wasn't really on board with him at first, um, he looked like he was getting them playing in a way where they could actually, like, fulfill their potential. And everything. Like, I, I just I just liked it. I liked what he actually did to the country in regards to the run and everything. But obviously I didn't like the, the aftermath of that. Like, Saka, 19 years old, um... Sancho, 21. I think Rashford's 23 years old. Um, you know, these are young boys at the end of the day, you know, and whether or not they can take it or not, whether or not they score or not, like, it shouldn't ever come down to, like, a racism thing. It shouldn't ever come down to, you know, ra- like, it, it, it should just never be that. So I was disappointed in that. But I do like how a load of people banded around them as well because we do have to remember that they are still young. We do have to remember that they are still like learning and they're all pretty much inexperienced maybe not so much Rashford but the other two definitely even Rashford they're all pretty much inexperienced when it comes to this level so I think we just need to just you know let them know continue to let them know that it's okay these things happen and I know I have no doubt that they'll be okay I have no doubt that they'll come back stronger I'm looking forward to seeing Saka back at Arsenal because Anyway, we're not going to talk about Arsenal today, but Arsenal had um, a pre-season today, friendly against Hibernian, I think it was, or Aberdeen. It's probably going on right now. And I'm seeing the starting lineup. I'm seeing Kolasinac there. I'm seeing Williams. Listen, it's a, we're not talking about that. Saka, just come back. You don't even need a preseason, Saka. Saka, you do not need a preseason. Just come back. Please, just come back and... Yeah. No, I'm joking. Um, so, yeah, off of that, now we're going to get into the actual game. Um, right. So I was on my way to football the other day to play. Shout out MK, teammate. And I said to him, England have done well to get to the final. Regardless, say what you like about the opposition or whatever, to get to a final of a major tournament, it's, it's an achievement. It's an achievement, cool. So... I said to MK, I said, look, they've done well. Calvin Phillips and Rice in the middle, they've done well against the opposition. But against Italy, it's a different kettle of fish. It's the big boys now. Because you're no longer playing against, I don't even know the Ukraine. He was in midfield for Ukraine, I don't even know. But you're not playing against, you know, no disrespect to Delaney and um, and Heiberg. Do you get what I mean? You're, you're, you're playing against... Verratti and Jorginho and Locatelli whenever he came on. You're playing against the Barellas, like so it's it's a different kettle of fish and the Italy the Italy, what is going on my English today? And Italy have know how in these major tournaments. They've got a they've got a top top manager. They've got a top top manager as well. And you know, I I, I just I just thought it was going to be a big, big test. Saying that, once you're in the final once you're in the final, it's anyone's game. Anyone can win it. Anyone can, you know, on the day, not perform or outperform. Like, it's a 50-50. It's a tot of a coin. So, obviously, we've all watched the match. Luke Shaw scores a goal. I'm like, this is a great start. Great start for England. And I'm watching it. And they they were on it 
first 20 minutes and I was just like, wow. And one thing about England is that they've actually, as the tournament's gone on, I felt like every time they play against teams, they're just fitter than all the other teams. So we saw that against Denmark, they were just burnt out, Ukraine, burnt out. Um, so I was like, they started really quick and I know as the game goes on, their fitness levels, they'll, they'll be able to maintain their fitness level. About 25 minutes to 30, about 25 to 30 minutes comes now and Italy get their foot on the ball and they start controlling possession. Verratti and Jorginho in there were just bubbling. You never think they were 1-0 down, but they were the team that were actively now going to look for the goal. Obviously, they were goal down. And I felt like England, I felt like England sat back really deep and invited all of that. They they didn't press as much. Um, they didn't press as much and just allowed Italy to have it. And it wasn't even a. You know, sometimes you can allow the opposition to have it, but it's it's controlled where there's no real threat. Italy had the ball and they looked like there was a threat. Do you get what I mean? Even though they didn't, they maybe never had clear clear cut chances. They were in control of the game, and England were looking for answers and didn't really look like they could stop them. So. Um, Second half comes, and the same thing is going on. Italy just start really, really quickly, and and they've they're just controlling it. And for me personally, I think on fifty fifty five minutes, when he's seen, because it was clear Italy were controlling the game, they were dominating possession, like their tails were up. Even though they were go down again, their confidence was up, and they were playing their game. England were not playing their game. England were playing Italy's game. So I think very early, Southgate should have changed something. For me personally, but I'm not a manager. Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm not going to do the whole criticism thing because I'm not a manager. Do you know what I mean? I can't even manage my own life, but uh, I'm joking. Um, I think Mount should have come off for Grealish. I think that, that move should have been done earlier. Because it, it then gives them something to think about attacking-wise. It gives us someone that can get involved and, and hold on to the ball, draw the fouls. Like he should have changed it soon enough. And I don't know what's going on, but this Mount thing, I get he's every manager's dream, 100%. Mount's actually, he's a really, really good player. But I feel like Southgate's affinity towards Mount cost him. No, no, it didn't cost him the game. I, I wouldn't say it cost him the game, but because there's no reason why Mount should have played as long as he played in that match. I don't even know how long he played, like pretty much the whole game. There's no reason why he should have stayed on the pitch that long. He wasn't having an impact. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, he should have he, he should have been off. And I think Gareth Southgate, looking back, will we'll, we'll see that. Um, yeah, again, you know, we can talk about Harry Kane, I'm not going to get too much on Harry Kane, but these are the matches where I like to see world-class players make a difference. But, um, you know, he kept coming deep and and doing that, but he just can't... The, the whole thing when he drops deep, I don't mind it, but he looks like when he does it, he can't... That acceleration, that burst to get into the box, he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it, and... Um, yeah, I, I weren't too impressed with him, if I'm being totally honest. I weren't too impressed with him. But I wasn't really impressed with him throughout the tournament. I know he scored, what, four goals? 
But if we look at his performance throughout the tournament, was it great? But that's a conversation for another day because people will think that I'm getting onto Harry Kane again. But last thing I will say on that is that if you're supposed to be this guaranteed world-class player, these are the games. And, I'm, and it's harsh because it is just one off game. But for me, I've seen a couple games now where, where the world-class player that he is hasn't arrived. Do you get what I'm saying? It's all good scoring against Ukraine and scoring against Denmark, but you're expected to score against those teams. When it comes to the big boys, the big games and on the big stage, that's where you're supposed to deliver. So um, that's what I want to say on Harry Kane. It'll be interesting to see now that the season's done. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with him and um, Man City. I think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I think it's probably going to happen. Because Pep knows, again, like, if you want to win Champions League and play against these big boys, that false nine thing, like I keep saying, you can do that against Burnley's and your and your Crystal Palaces and whatever. But when you when you play the big boys, you need a number nine striker. And, and Harry Kane, for me, is that guy. If Harry Kane goes Man City, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a wrap. Chicken mayo, everything. Like, if Grealish goes there as well, it's chaos. Utter chaos. But anyway, we move. We digress. So, yeah. Um, that's that. Italy, though. I felt like Italy did well. Italy played exactly how I thought they were going to play in regards to just play their game, stay compact and just just find, just, just try find an opening and when you find an opening you go for it. Obviously their goal come from a set piece but you know, they look like the ones who were pushing to score, who were pushing to try and make things happen. I don't think they settled for a draw. I think yeah, I, I, just, I just don't think they did anything different to how we expect them and know them to play. So, um, yeah. I thought Italy were going to win. It's harsh that, you know, England got knocked out on penalties, but, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, it's a tournament, it's tournament football final. You get there. I, I don't feel like England did enough to win that game. And I think the better team won. If we're being honest, the better team won. And, um, yeah, moving on to um, the World Cup next year. But there's there's a lot of positives to take, man. Like, so even on Gareth Southgate, we did a podcast before the Euros saying that Gareth Southgate, he wasn't the right man. And I, I said this. I, I didn't think he was the right man to get them to the final, even to win it. I thought that he was, he had a touch of Ole about him, let's just say. But... Um, Throughout the tournament, he's, he's, he's actually impressed me a lot. And what I've been impressed with um, the most isn't even, isn't even like the football stuff because there's still some, you know, about you know, in-game management and stuff that I can really, you know, talk about, but it's whatever. It's how he's handled media, the players and, you know, the occasion and, and the pressure and everything. Like I've, really liked, I've really liked how he's done all of that. So... He's, he's won me over and say what we like again, he got to the final, which means he made the right decisions. I think, I think, you know, when it mattered the most in the final, I think he got some things wrong. As I said, he got some things wrong, but it's going to happen. No one is perfect and he's still, he's still learning his trade. This is going to be, be a big learning curve for him. So we're just going to see how, you know, he bounces back. But yeah, I do think, yeah, 
I don't know what it is, but I do think there's something, you know, happening with this Grealish thing. Because it's, it's almost like he's, sorry, it's almost like he's got a reluctance to play Grealish. And I don't understand. It's like he plays him, he plays him because it's undeniable. Like, you have to play Grealish. And the fans love him and everyone wants him on. He's such a threat and whatever. But you bring him on in, what do you call it, extra time. I think it was extra time they bring him on. Did he even come on the game before? If my memory serves me correct. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. I, I think I think Gareth Southgate allows sentiment to, to creep in when it comes to Grealish and Mounts and whatever. But again... You know, he, was, he he won me over, but and I can sit here nitpicking all day, but you know, at the end of the day, he did well. He did well. So let me just go to see what else I've got on the agenda. Jaden Sancho doing his thing today. That's going to be a good buy for them, United. And I'm I'm hearing Varane as well. Bloody hell! If they get that, if they get Sancho and Varane, dangerous. But then they still got early. They still got Oli at the wheel, so we will see. Um, my player of the tournament. Okay, <sighs> who is my player of the tournament? Do you know what? Not even on a bias one or whatever. Ooh. Okay, I'm just gonna give a couple players. Just throw them out there. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna throw Sterling out there. For me, he is he's probably my favourite for the um, player of the tournament. But I don't know if that's me being biased. I mean, he's, he definitely deserves to be up there. But in regards to him being the outright winner, I don't know if I'm just being biased. I think Jorginho was really, really good. Jorginho was, was really, really good. I think Bonucci was really good. Um, Damsgaard definitely deserves to be in there. Let me see the team of the, um, the Euro 11. One second, guys. Let me just get this Euro 11. Euro. Oh, sorry, sorry. Euro. Euro 2021. 11. Right. Team of the tournament. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Just so I don't forget my phone. Should be in there. One second, guys. One second, guys. Okay, cool. I got it. Okay, so cool. Right. Donna Roma Donna 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 Rama and go. Um, I agree with that. I agree. I think it was been really, really good. I think the other outstanding keeper in the tournament. I think Schmeichel. So for me, it would have been between Donnarumma and Kasper Schmeichel. But Donnarumma obviously got to the final and, you know, he did well in the final. So I'd, I'd, you know, I'd put him there. He was actually, he was massive, mate. And he's on PSG as well. Okay. um, Kyle Walker. Good tournament. Right back. Who else was there? No, I would say Walker. He played well, man. He played well. And obviously, I'm not the biggest 
Walker fan either, but you know, when someone plays well, you've got to just hold your hands up. Bonucci, hundred percent. Maguire had a had a good tournament. Would I have put him in there? Bonucci. Who else is there? Do you know what? Probably. Spinazzola, hundred percent. Oh, but Luke Shaw. Even though, no, you know, I'm going to go Spinazzola. I'm going to go Spinazzola because the thing about Luke Shaw, there were things that, which is super critical. There were things that you could pick at, but where he gets the assist and um, he gets the assist and, you know, the final goal, it kind of clouds our judgment a bit. But Spinazzola was a constant threat up until he got injured and he was doing his job really, really well in regards to um, defending as well. Right, in the midfield, Jorginho, Heiberg and Pedri. Jorginho, I fully agree with. Heiberg, not too sure about Heiberg. I think Pogba's in the shot. Pogba had a really, really good tournament. He had a, he had a good tournament, as did Kante. Um, Belgium, trying to go through the squads. Do you know what? I think it's an injustice that Busquets isn't there, you know. I think like Hoiberg's made it, but I think Busquets deserves to be there. Yeah. Pedri, not too mad at that. Chiesa, madman, of course. Sterling and Lukaku. Is this the actual team? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, and Lukaku up top. Um, Lukaku did well. Not mad at that at all. Sterling, yes. Chiesa, yes. Um, surprised Ronaldo ain't there, considering he's got the... I know it's just, you know, it shouldn't really mean anything, just getting the goals, but he didn't play too badly. Was In fact, nah. No. But yeah, man, that's... um, Yeah. Uh, you know what? To be honest, apart from maybe Pogba in there, um, Chiesa, Sterling... Yeah, maybe Pogba... I'm not too mad at that team. But yeah, guys, in the comments, just let me know. Um, let me know or tweet me or whatever. Preferably in the comments. Build that engagement, you know, algorithms and that. Um, let me know who you think, you know, wh what your starting 11 was. Do you get what I'm saying? And um, yeah. Right, goal of the tournament. Goal of the tournament, I'm going to... Pogba's goal was mad. Pogba's goal was mad. But do you know what else? I also like... Um, I also like Benzema's goal. You know the one... I think it was against Switzerland. His first goal. Everything about that first touch was... You know, and then the finish. I like that goal a lot. Um, my mind's just gone blank when it, when it comes to the goals. Um, but yeah, guys, just, just let me know what, what you guys think the goal of the tournament is. I mean, I think a load of a load of people are going to remember Pogba's goal. So, um, even Torgan Hazard's goal that that was a good goal. Yeah, Torgan Hazard's goal that 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 was that was a good one, man. So, yeah, guys, just let me know what your um what your thoughts are on that. I've been going twenty minutes, twenty three minutes. So I've been going about twenty two minutes actually. So, um, yeah. That's my little wrap-up quickly. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I need to be saying here. Is there anything else I need to talk about in regards to football 
Right, let's go and have a look. Um, preseason games have have started. Preseason games have started. Um, or preseason has started. Liverpool have obviously got Van Dijk and Gomez back, which is a big plus for them. Which is a big plus for them, and um, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting um transfer window. I think. I think that Jaden Sancho one is going to trigger a load of different moves. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and obviously, you know, Liverpool are going to try to come back hungry. You know, you still got the fallout from the Super League stuff, so I think a load of um, teams are going to start investing soon. Um, yeah, you've got real, real... Well, I'm excited for football. I'm not excited because of Arsenal. Forget that. But I'm excited just because of football in general coming back. And... Um, I, I don't know why, I just feel like it's going to be a, a real good competitive Premier League season. I think there's going to be a few surprises in there as well. So, we'll see. Looks like Haaland ain't going Chelsea. Thank God for that. Um, But yeah, I think that is me. Let's Let's have a look, let's have a look. Just trying to find more things for you guys. Oh, Man United have been given permission to approach Raphael um, Varane. Oh, wow. So there's, there's actually legs to that one. There's actually legs to that one. I hope it doesn't happen. But we will see. So, um, big up my, my little young gunner. Um, my little young bro, Joel Noobs. Who's who's got a move? To, who's completed his move to um, Livingston up in um, Scotland? So big him up every single time, and um, yeah, all the best, all the best to you, man, and everyone you know in their pre seasons. You know all the players that have been in the podcast. Um, all the best for your new season. Um, yeah, like I said, guys, I've got, I've got a little. Um, what do you call it? I've got a little. Yeah, I've got a couple couple guests coming on. We're going to start filming them next week or the week after. And then when they do, come on, make sure, you know, you just... In fact, you lot let me know in the comments who, who you want on. You know, there's a couple of people already confirmed. There's a massive one that's confirmed. So when that happens, guys, when that happens, make sure you share it everywhere, okay? Um, I'm going to start the streams up again. Um, but yeah... Guys, I think that is me done. Just had to give you a bit of content quickly. Um, I might start doing more of these short, sharp content pieces as well. Like just putting it out as well as the normal podcast and whatever, you know, just to keep you guys entertained. So, yeah, guys, make, make sure you keep liking, subscribing, sharing. And, um, yeah, and if you're doing this, if you're listening on Spotify, Make sure you subscribe on Spotify. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you leave a rating. It takes two seconds, guys. Leave a rating on YouTube. Leave a comment. Like the like the post. Share it. And um, follow me on Instagram at Dapo CEO. And follow the Insta um, follow the, the podcast Instagram, Counterattack Pod, Counterattack HQ on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it, guys.